pages. Welcome to episode six. Uh, today we're talking about winter blues. We're in the middle of a cold snap here in Connecticut. So uh, while I love the snow, it's really easy to get depressed during the cold, cloudy winter. Um, even here, when there's pretty snow falling, but it's just so cold. I don't want to go outside or leave my bed. Yes. <laughs> um, so before we get into uh, how we deal with the winter blues, do you want to talk about what we're knitting and reading? Absolutely. What are you up to, Amber? I have kind of been in a slump lately. I have not been doing much knitting or reading uh, for several reasons. Uh, first off, I have started working out again, and that's leaving me pretty exhausted at the end of the day, and it's taking up a lot of the time in the evenings that I would otherwise be spending knitting or reading. Uh, and then I kind of got burnt out on knitting because I was, I can finally reveal the mystery project. Uh, it was supposed to be for Christmas and then it was just dragging and not getting done and not getting done. Uh, and I was working on the Sasquatch stocking hat by Danielle Jeanette. I was making that for my friend Brenna, whose nickname is Sasquatch. We won't get into why. Uh, and I just really was not enjoying knitting this hat. Um, you know, it's, it's a, fine pattern. It's nothing wrong with the pattern. It was I was modifying it. It was supposed to be done with two colors and I wanted it to be more colorful and just so many ends to leave in and it was just a real pain. And it was knit on fingering weight and it just I, I don't want to knit hats on fingering weight yarn. So sorry Brenna, you will not be getting that for your much belated Christmas gift uh, because it was just completely sucking my will to live, so I ripped that out, and uh, you'll be getting something else this year, not homemade. And then the other reason that I haven't really been getting much knitting or reading done is because the little free time I do have in the evenings has been devoted to watching The Bachelor and listening to the Rose Buddies podcast. If there are any Bachelor Nation fans out there, you should totally listen to that podcast because it's absolutely hilarious, and I thoroughly enjoy it. Um, so I'm still plugging away at the visitors ebook that I've been reading and still listening to Harriet Wolf's Seventh Book of Wonders. I'm probably about a third of the way through the visitors and about halfway through Harriet Wolf. And yeah, Lauren, what are you reading or listening to? Um, so I am reading uh still Dreamer's Pool by Juliet Merlier. I kind of stopped reading it back when we were doing the read-along and I've just gone back to it. I've been reading it while I'm at the gym. I just kind of prop it up on the exercise bike and read as I'm pedaling. Um, and I'm almost done with that. I have like maybe a hundred pages left. So maybe finally, eventually we'll be able to do an episode on that series like we wanted to. That's my goal. That's my goal. It would have been better if we'd been able to do it right after the book came out, but... It's well. fine. <laughs> Um, and I'm also still reading, uh, Prince Lestat by Anne Rice. I really need to know, like, there's, apparently she retcons all her vampire lore in the book that comes after this, which is Prince Lestat in the City of Atlantis. And I really need to find out how this happens, because it's ridiculous. And I was obsessed with Anne Rice when I was a teenager, specifically the first three Vampire Chronicles books, because those all involved Lestat. Um, and I'm really enjoying this one. I'm about halfway through it. Um, I'm gonna finish it hopefully soon and then go ahead and read the next one, which is on my shelf waiting for me. Um, nice. but I just really need to know how vampires are, spoiler warning, aliens from the city of Atlantis, what? <laughs> <laughs> so I really need to find out what's happening. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited about getting there. 
Um, and for knitting, I'm working on my Tacoma sweater. Uh, it's a pattern from Knitty, and I'm using the Cascade Eco Plus yarn. Um, and I think silver, dark gray, and plum, where plum is the main color. And I've been working on this sweater for three years. It is my first sweater, and it sat in timeout for about a year because I messed it up and I was angry at it. <laughs> <laughs> there may have been yelling and screaming and throwing things around the room. I didn't throw anything, but I definitely cursed it out. <laughs> I cursed that. I called that sweater names. <laughs> um, Sometimes you just gotta do it. You just gotta, just gotta let it out. Yeah. Um, but now the whole body of it's done. I'm working on the sleeves. Those will get sewn on soon. And are those worked flat or in the round? Uh, they're supposed to be worked flat in the pattern, but I totally did those sleeves in the round because after doing all of that fair isle flat on the sweater when I could have steaked it, I'm not doing any more flat fair isle. Nope. Never. Ever. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I give you major kudos for doing that whole thing fair isle flat because I, I, I don't want to go anywhere near that. That's good for you, man. I mean, I think it was okay because it was bulky yarn, but if it had been thinner yarn, I would have hated my life. I totally understand that. Yeah. Um, so the main body's done. I can actually, like, put it on, and it looks like a little weird vest thing right now. Um, but I'm excited to finish it and be warm and snuggly. Yay! I even got the perfect buttons for it. Yes, you showed me those. They're nice. It's good because it's kind of a chunky sweater, and they're nice big buttons. So mm -hmm. I feel like the scale matches. Yeah, it works out really well. And it, I just so happened to come across these buttons. I was in the Carolinas a couple weeks ago and we stopped at this great yarn shop called, I think it was like the Needlework Shop or something like that, um, in Charlotte or near Charlotte. Um, and they had buttons half off on this display and I just saw them and I knew they, they were the perfect, perfect buttons. It's like our eyes met across the room and I knew, <laughs> except they were eyes. buttons. I think they have little holes. You put a smiley face below them, it looks like eyes. <laughs> uh, is that the same shop where you got those really cute stitch markers for me? It's not. I got those at a second shop that I went to, which was much less impressive, and the people there were not friendly at all. Oh. But the first shop was super friendly. I loved it. <laughs> okay, well, we won't name the second shop. We're not, we're not about throwing shade. No, I'm not going to throw... Well, I mean, I already threw shade, but it's fine. <laughs> um, saying throw shade is weird. Anyway, <laughs> I'm also knitting because I am a self-proclaimed feminist. Uh, pussy hats. I'm not Yay! going to the rally on the 21st because I have to work. However, I am. I have several friends that are going, so I'm sending them with pussy hats to just hand out to people that have bare heads. Nice. Um, it's a really cute pattern. Do you? What is the name of the designer? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head, but if you go into Reverly and type in pussy hats, it's the first thing that comes up. Actually, I think it's on the main page of what's popular right now anyway when you look at the patterns. Uh -huh. So um, it's pretty big. Um, I have a lot of friends that are going, and I don't think my anxiety would let me go into such a big crowd, even for such a good reason. Yeah, I, you know, I, I fully support it, but I'm not big on huge crowds either, so yeah. I probably... I think I just have panic attacks the whole time. Um, but at least like, I feel like I'm doing something by making these hats and giving them out. And they're super cute hats also. They are super cute. You look like a cat wearing them. But um, <laughs> they, you know, they also make a statement, which I'm totally about. And there's a shortage of pink yarn right now because of pussy hats. Really? There is, oh, like, so a noted shortage. Enough where, like, news has the news has covered it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So I am currently not knitting anything, but I am going to uh, start doing two things. I'm sort of in a sweater kind of mood right now with the weather being so cold. So I want to uh, rip back the Atlantic Star pullover that I've previously talked about. 
because when I cast on for it initially, I did not do a gauge swatch. I just needed some therapy knitting, and so I just cast on for something at the time that I thought would make me happy. But now I'm concerned that it might be too big, so I need to actually do a swatch and figure out what size I should really be making. And I did start uh, a little while ago uh, swatching for a sweater. It's the Jess sweater by Amy Miller. It's really beautiful. It's uh, it's a cardigan with a shawl collar, and it's all cable-y. And I think that I'm going to put those buttons that I got at Rhinebeck on it, because uh, I think they'll, they'll look really nice with the cables. I love those buttons. I do, too. Uh, they're sort of Celtic-y looking, so I figured with the cables it would be appropriate. And I'm going to knit that in some yarn that I got on a Ravelry D-stash. It's a discontinued colorway from Madeline Tosh. It's the Merino DK base, and the colorway is Tannenbaum. Uh, and despite the fact that it says its name is Merino DK, I found out when I started writing up the notes for this podcast that it is actually worsted weight. So I don't know what genius decided to call it Merino DK when it is in fact not DK, and I did not discover this until I had already purchased the pattern that I purchased intending to knit it with this yarn. So now I'm in the process of trying to figure out do I need to go up or down a needle size? Do I need to change the size I was going to knit? And then my brain just kind of went kablooey. So I need help from someone who is better at math than I am to figure oh out. Oh boy, and you this. asked me. <laughs> this is going to be fun. Well, because, so I was obviously, because it's a heavier weight yarn, I was getting fewer stitches to the inch, which is what you would expect. But then when I was doing the math to figure out how wide that would come across in the chest, it was saying that it would be fewer inches across than the pattern. And that's not how that should work. No. Nope. So clearly I just don't understand how math works. Yeah. Uh, obviously for anybody who listened to the last episode, I couldn't do percentages correctly. <laughs> Things kept coming out to like 110%. So clearly math and I are not friends. But anyway... That's what I'm going to be working on. Uh, so we wanted to talk uh, a little bit in this episode about the winter blues and things that we do in the winter time to kind of combat that. So Lauren, you want to take us away? Okay. Well, I have a lot of thoughts about the winter blues. Um, I do have anxiety and depression and seasonal affective disorder. Uh, so while I do have a prescription for that, there is a lot of stuff I do in my daily life that really helps with that kind of uh, seasonal blue feeling when it's cloudy and you can't really go out much and you're stuck in the house. So um, I have a lot of uh, favorite movies that I like to watch while I knit and I like to pick out bright colors. Um, so I, my comfort movies are Breakfast at Tiffany's, Princess Bride, and Mean Girls. <laughs> I love all three of those. Yeah. And I think that we should have a movie marathon. <laughs> we should. We should. Um, and books, I don't think I have a particular book I read when I've got the winter blues. Maybe Ella Enchanted by Gail Carson Levine. I I've, love that book so much. My I've friend actually got to meet her, which I'm super jealous about. That's really cool. Um, I've read the book dozens of times at this point. It's been one of my favorites since I was about 11 or 12. Great, great book. Terrible movie. But terrible book. movie. Terrible. <laughs> I love Anne Hathaway, but why? 
Well, it was just, it was nothing like the book. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Why you would take a book that's so good and then write that screenplay, I have no idea. Me neither. Um, I forgot what I was talking Oh, so, yeah. Um, I also, the days when it's not snowing and hard to get out, I make a point of leaving the house. <laughs> that's that's a good way to be yeah, at it. I, I, I have to leave the house regardless of what the weather is doing. Uh, and I have to walk outside in it regardless of what the weather is doing. Oh, yeah, for sucks, work. But, but work doesn't really count. <laughs> it does when you have to walk a mile to get there. True. Um, well, I mean, like, I knit in public more in the winter than I do in any other season. Because I know that if I'm out of the house and I'm around people, I'm going to feel better. Um so that's a big thing. And I think I, I tend to pick brighter colors, as you can see by the neon pink hat I'm knitting right now. <laughs> well, you know, you can't really knit a pussy hat in muted colors. And you can. It just has to be pink. <laughs> but, but why would you knit in muted colors? It's supposed to make a statement. That's true. Um, I do read a lot of comics in the winter, too. Is there, is there like, a, a correlation? or just... um, I think it's just because I'm in the house more rather than outside doing stuff. Um, so I have a pull list a mile long, but I like to read Saga and Rat Queens and Miss Marvel and Gotham Academy and anything Becky Cloonan has ever touched. Um, she's a comic book artist that I love, 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 love. Uh, I got to meet her and I called her Khaleesi. <laughs> <laughs> what did she have to say to that? She liked it. <laughs> as far as I could tell, she was very tickled by being called Khaleesi. <laughs> Um, um, how about you, Amber? How do you combat the winter blues? Um, well, I guess I was trying to think about, are there certain colors that I tend to knit with this time of year? And I think, I, you know, I probably knit with the same type of colors that I knit with all year round. You know, I'm always drawn to those blues and greens. But I do find that I want to knit with darker shades less just because the light is poorer. That's true. This time of year, and it's harder to see my stitches, so I would prefer to go for lighter shades just to make that a little easier on myself. And in terms of, I, d I definitely think that what I knit rather than what I knit it with is more affected by the weather. So this time of year, I definitely want to be want to be knitting warm things and knitting more with chunky wool and uh, you know just something that's going to make me feel cozy. So that's kind of why I feel like I'm on this sweater kick right now, because it's been so cold and snowy. And then in terms of what I read, I don't really feel like I have... I mean, you know, I, I always read Little Women around Christmas time, because that book sort of has a you know wintry Christmas feeling to me. I mean, apart from that, I don't really necessarily have books that I prefer to read this time of year. Uh, I definitely feel like I can appreciate... Uh, more books that take place in a, a colder setting just because then I kind of feel like I'm more a part of the book in a way. Uh, I, do, I do often like to read Harry Potter, reread Harry Potter this time of year, you know, with the castle and the snow and the mountains and everything. And yeah, I think that's probably about it in terms of what I like to read this time of year. I do, I do also have certain movies that I like to rewatch around this time of year. I, though it doesn't take place in winter, I guess because of the, the song, My Favorite Things, mm. The Sound of Music to me is always like a, a good winter movie. And because it's so happy and cheerful and it's a musical, it just kind of takes me out of whatever 
wintry depression I might be feeling. Uh, actually, Lauren and I just went in together on a kit from Little Skein in the Big Wool. Is that the website? I think so. Yeah, Little Skein. So it's called the My Favorite Things Kit, and it's uh, patterns that are uh, sort of based on the movie. And it's a it's a pattern only kit. I think you have the option to if you want to purchase yarn for it, you can. But it's extra, and then it comes with little different notions. There's little project bags with um, prints that are reflective of the movie. I think Lauren ended up getting the How Do You Solve a Problem Like Maria print, which just has little nuns on it. It's so cute. It's all little smiley nuns. <laughs> and there are little stitch markers. I think we both got the Bright Copper Kettles stitch markers uh, and some other little stuff in there. And then I also, I went a little overboard and I bought another kit from that website as well. It was the 100 Acre Wood oh, nice. kit because I love Winnie the Pooh and it was a gradient shawl and you know me, I can't pass up a good gradient. It was really, really beautiful colors. It was, I think, sort of a, a little more muted um, jewel tones. There was like a, a dark purple and a green and I think maybe there was even a brown in there too. Um, but it was just like comfy colors, I felt like. So, yeah, I'm hoping those are going to ship soon. So, while we're stuck in our houses staying warm and toasty, I do want to talk to about a little bit about something that's kind of near and dear to me. Um, I am just pulling out the cheese poofs. <laughs> I am... No, no, she's not. That's not happening. We did some work with this organization when I was in college. It's called Warm of America. Uh, you can check them out at warmupamerica.org. And basically, um, it was started by Evie Rosen, uh, who thought asking knitters for small sections to make up a whole rather than whole pieces, you know, made more sense. Uh, it got people to send in a lot of pieces. So typically what they ask for is seven by nine inch knit and crochet squares. And then they get together and sew them up for blankets that they give um, really to the homeless. Cool. Mm -hmm. That's a very cool charity. It is. It's a lot of fun. So that's something that you guys can do to help fight off the winter blues. If you're feeling cold and gloomy, take some time to think about some other people who are probably a lot worse off and do something to help. Yeah. You know, knit some 7 by 9 inch squares. Check them out at warmupamerica.org and ship those over there. They're pretty cheap to mail. Or if you've got a knitting group and everyone wants to chip in, you can make a whole blanket and send it to them. It's pretty cool. And they take everything, not just those squares. Like if you want to knit stuff and donate it, they'll take whatever you want to send. Um... Mostly, like, uh, hats and things like that. So, you know, they collect warm afghans and hats and gloves. And they, they give items to tens of thousands of people uh, thanks to the generosity of knitters and crocheters around the country. That's awesome. If, if any of you do decide to help out uh, and donate to this charity, we would love to, uh, to see what you're making in our Ravelry group. Yeah, and we'll, uh, we'll post whatever squares we make and send out, too. Well, uh, I think that was all we had to share for uh, our Winter Blues episode. Uh, but as always, we would love to hear about what you're knitting and reading. And if you have any suggestions for how to fight off the Winter Blues, we would love to hear about it. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening! listening.